Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. We can just watch basketball. How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore. Joined as I am every single Monday by my man Keith Parrish. We're here with your weekend update and there is a lot to talk about. So we're going to jump right into it. On Friday, the NBA announced an investigation into the Phoenix Suns organization after an ESPN report on the toxic work environment under team governor Robert Sarver. The story from Baxter Holmes includes damning quotes from former Suns coach Earl Watson and others citing specific incidents of racist and misogynistic language. And Keith, this is bad. It happens way more often than it ought to. And I think at this point, we're just waiting to see where the league winds up with this. I mean, there are plenty of people that seem to have been sourced for this story. There were a lot of anecdotes uh the league's going to look into it we'll see what happens next right it's hard for us to comment as just your lowly basketball opinion havers but i think the striking thing from the story was the number of sources i think there's over 70 people commented on the story with their negative versions of things that happened a lot of disturbing stuff in that piece there's also that really kind of horrific audio recording of a eulogy that came out that was kind of viral a while ago about Robert Sarver. So the league has announced they're going to look into it. Hopefully people above our pay grade will will, will root out exactly what's going on there and uh, we can just focus on the basketball. Yeah, well, but we also have another investigation. Oh, not another one. Yeah, this one, uh, the Portland Trailblazers have announced an internal investigation into possible misconduct by General Manager Neil Olshay. According to reports, the environment around the organization has been described by staffers as toxic. And that's all we have right now, Keith. This is very preliminary. It was a late night, Friday night news dump by the team, and we just haven't heard anything else yet. I'm sure that this week we're going to hear a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's one where it we're like, well, what's going on? Did they get a, a deal on lawyers where they can – Maybe look into both of them, but we don't know. We know nothing as far as you poke around the, the Portland organization. There's We have no details here. Just a weird, all of a sudden the team announced like we're investigating Neil O'Shea, which kind of, it's a little bit shocking just because of all the various storylines we have around the Trailblazers this season. Uh, you, you think about how, you know, Damian Lillard saying he wants to stay with the team. They started slow, but they've been winning. They're up to 500 now. And then, you, you know, Damian Lillard is the trade target of the Sixers. And so to add this to the mix is very strange, especially coming on the heels of the Chauncey Billups hiring and whatever investigation happened or did not happen with that. It, it's a lot going on. And again, it's disturbing because you, you keep hearing the term, the toxic culture, and you hear stories and whispers about people making it uncomfortable for, I don't know, employees just to do their jobs, to getting yelled at and saying inappropriate things. And we just want to talk about basketball, Dave, but we have these serious things put on our desks. I hate it. 
Yeah, and and again, not enough time to get into those here, but luckily the guys over on Basketball Buds talked about both of these situations, and of course you're going to have coverage of both of these matters all week and until you know we see where it winds up over at The Athletic and right here on The Athletic NBA Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Keith, our game of the weekend, and we called this Utah, Miami. These are the two best teams in the league, at least playing the, the best basketball. I mean, maybe you could throw the Warriors in there. Uh, but but for my money, coming into this game Saturday, I mean, this is a marquee matchup, and it delivered. And it didn't seem like it because the, the Miami Heat, with about halfway to go, in the fourth quarter, had a 19-point lead. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But, Keith, I want to start with how the Heat actually built this lead. Tyler Hero had 29 points in this game. Kyle Lowry had a night, his 19th career triple-double. And I just feel like Miami is running like a smooth machine right now. I mean, everything is just clicking. Miami is absolutely terrifying right now. They are so locked in on defense. They've got the number one field goal percentage defense in the NBA right now. They, they force everyone into terrible shots, it feels like, all the time. Jimmy Butler is playing at, at a plane we haven't seen maybe since they made the finals back in the bubble year. He's absolutely amazing. And then if you're going to get whatever Kyle Lowry gave you, 20 points and 12 assists and 10 rebounds, like, what are you supposed to do? You got, you got Bam out of bio owning the middle of the paint. And then off the bench... Tyler Hero is on fire this season, averaging 21 points per game. He had 29 in this game. They look like an absolute contender, one of the best teams in the league, like you were saying, and they were up to the task with the Jazz. The Jazz, one of the best teams, and Miami's like, this is no problem. We're going to wear our new kind of weird jerseys. Uh, we're going to be playing on our brand new court, which looks amazing. Uh, and they, uh, they, they delivered. This game definitely lived up to the billing. Yeah, you mentioned Jimmy Butler had 27 in this game. Uh, but look, the story wasn't over at that 19-point lead because, as we all know, we have the final score. It was 118-115. The Heat won. Uh, the Jazz fought back in this one. And and really, I would say it started in the second-half performance of Donovan Mitchell, who really put the team on his back. He had 22 in the second half, had 10 points in the fourth. And this is just indicative of who the Utah Jazz are as a team. They never stop fighting. And and they were struggling with Miami's physicality on defense. I mean, the new refereeing rules and interpretations have really benefited the Miami Heat, and in particular against teams like Utah that do not do well with physicality. But I thought they did a good job keeping their heads in this one. And Donovan Mitchell, man, this guy is a star. 
He missed a game, you know, with the ankle injury. Did not look like it was bothering him at all in this game. Yeah, uh, Dave, you're providing some Utah bulletin board material. I like that uh, Utah does not play well with physicality. Go ahead and circle that Quinn Snyder. Put it on the bulletin board. No, the Jazz came into this, and they fought hard. I mean, they fell down. They 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 weren't up to the same level of the Heat, but they did make it a game at the very end. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, who was questionable for this game with that ankle, did have a tremendous game. He led the charge, made it very, very close at the end of the game. I almost wonder if the Heat took it all out of them because then the Jazz fall flat on Sunday against the Magic with what you would call not a good loss uh, to the lowly Orlando Magic. So that heat, that trip to Miami almost counts as a double loss for the Jazz. Literally, they lost two games, but you know, you think maybe if they hadn't had to go through that beforehand, they would have done a little bit better against Orlando. Yeah, the Jazz actually are on a road trip. They had a four-game road trip. It did not go well for them. And <laughs> no. I mean, it, they, they just didn't have a good trip. Uh, they did build, beat Milwaukee, but everyone's hurt in Milwaukee. And so, you know, is that a quality win? I, I don't know. I mean, the Bulls are tough. They're they're a much better team than I think any of us expected. I'm not worried about Utah at all. And, and I think that when you see them play against teams like Miami, Miami is clearly a step ahead of where we all thought that they would be at this point. We, we all were curious how, this def- uh, how the offense was going to play out for this team. And we knew the defense was going to be tough, but could they stay healthy? And that question still remains to be answered. They might have outmatched Utah in this game for for most of it, but I think that Utah can hang their hat on that comeback that they mounted because that wasn't something that that felt like it was available to them necessarily last year where they could just say, hey, Donovan, put us on your back, get us some buckets, and get us back into this game. I'm not sure. I think it might have been there. I think we write the story of the season. Well, we write the story of the season based on the results of the playoffs. And I think any number of things, if Conley and Mitchell aren't as banged up in the postseason, maybe it all goes a different way and we all write uh, a different story. I know that's the way for Budenholzer and the Bucks. If Kevin Durant gets behind the line and makes a three-pointer, Budenholzer is probably not the coach of the Bucks right now. But they won a title, and so NBA history is written that way. Yeah, I, I'm with you, though, that the Jazz are one of the best teams in the NBA. You're not too worried about losing these games on a road trip. Also, Sunday results. Sunday results on the NBA. There's always a few funny ones. Nobody's watching those games anyway. <laughs> All right, and as we finish up here, Keith, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't do our best of the weekend. Kind of fun. Um, let's start in Cleveland. The Cavaliers yes. went two and zero. First of all, the Cavs are now seven and four. That's a great story early on That's in the amazing. season. It's a fun team. Darius Garland is uh, much improved. I, I'm not going to say taking a leap. It's too early. Uh, but Evan Mobley has been a revelation. Jared Allen has been fantastic. That team is defending like crazy, and they go two and zero over the weekend. And uh, you know all those guys I just mentioned. Who had a crazy game on Sunday? Are you saving it for me? Career-high 37 points for Ricky Rubio. He made his first eight three-pointers. This is a guy who's coming to this team, and he's already taken a bigger role from Colin Sexton, and a lot of people are questioning, like, oh, Colin Sexton's points per game are down. Is his role decreasing? Is, like, is he finding his spot? His shooting is down from what it was last season. But, like, this team has given more of a role to Rubio, and just because... His usage is lower as far as Sexton is. That's not necessarily a bad thing. He can figure out where he's he's going to fit into the pecking order. But then this game on Sunday, he leaves with injury, and Rubio's like, it's cool. I got it. 
and they go into Madison Square Garden and humiliate the Knicks. I mean, it was a close game to the end, but Rubio looked like the best player in the NBA. 37 points, 10 assists, and Evan Mobley, what can you say? 26 points on the rookie. That guy is unbelievable. I think the Cavs at 7-4, that's like the surprise of the season so far. Like, that is really... that. I don't care if you're, you know, if you're a host of the chase down, like this is a surprising result. As optimistic as you are, you're not probably thinking, especially with the guys, the teams they played, that you come out of the first 11 games with seven wins. Well, speaking of uh, unexpected wins, how about the tanking, quote unquote, quote unquote. Oklahoma City Thunder, 2-0 and over the weekend. Two straight wins, picking up wins against the, I think it's safe to say, the scuffling Lakers and, oh. and the Spurs who, you know, just aren't very good. Uh, look, Oklahoma City continues to prove that with good coaching, you can get your players up for any game. And these guys, they've got some interesting guys on that roster. I mean, Shea Gilders-Alexander, that logo three against the Lakers. Oh, come on so now. good. It yeah. was so good. How do you feel was... about the Thunder, man? They're fun. <laughs> they they have been fun. I'm not yes. ready to go to they are fun. Well, they won't they, be fun They long. were fun this weekend. The win over the Lakers was amazing. But then them beating the Spurs on Sunday, that's like that's a troubling look for, for San Antonio. Like I thought the San Antonio team was going to be a little bit friskier this season. I thought we were going to let loose like some... DeJounte Murray, Derek White, maybe play good defense, Devin Vassell, uh, Jakob Pertl, but no, they haven't been there. And the Thunder behind, you know, Shea and behind, even Poku's getting some big minutes. They pulled Poku early in the season uh, to pick up their first victory over the Lakers, but he was involved on Sunday. Um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, I mean, this, this Thunder team played together. They scrapped it out. And whenever the Thunder get a win streak, I, I think this might be a daily ding thing. We're going we're, we're gonna to focus on it, and we're going to acknowledge they're picking up these Ws. Absolutely. And by the way, they've got some basketball players on that team for real. Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I I've loved him since he was in high school. Very good player. He's going to be a contributor for a long time. And we cannot leave out. I mean, Keith, they're the Wizards, bruh. The Wizards. The Wizards are also three. like good. They're good. They, they whipped up on my Memphis Grizzlies on Friday night. And then they follow that up with the victory of the Milwaukee Bucks, a Bucks team that's getting some of their players back. I mean, this was not the Bucks resting all their guys or having their guys out with injury. Like, they actually suited up some of the faces you know, and the Wizards still took care of business, and the Wizards also, like the Cavs, slightly exceeding expectations, sitting at 7-3. and three. That is very, very impressive stuff. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, love these early season surprises. I, I think the Wizards' defense is a little bit underrated as of right now because they've actually been getting it done on that end as well. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Don't forget, Basketball Buds coming up next. we got great coverage of all your NBA stuff all week long on the Athletic NBA Show. Uh, for Keith, I'm Dave. You guys keep it posted right here on the Athletic NBA Show all week. It's going to be fantastic. Keith. Take us away. Ding, ding. <laughs>